What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth Podcast. I'm Daniel Ifusi. That's David J. Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder, make sure you subscribe to the Miami Hero YouTube page. Like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Um, it has been an active past few days for the Miami Dolphins, um, who played their second preseason game last Saturday, a 15-13 loss at Hard Rock Stadium to the Las Vegas Raiders. On Tuesday, the team cut its roster from 85 to 80 players. Some injury news down there. Uh, not too many surprises with the cuts, but again, some interesting injury news that uh, we'll kind of dive into later. Um, and then coming up, a pair of joint practices with the Philadelphia Eagles ahead of the preseason finale at Hard Rock uh, this coming Saturday. But we're going to start uh, with, like I said first, uh, the first preseason, uh, excuse me, the second preseason game, um, which marked the first time that we saw a lot of notable players, a lot of starters who sat out the first preseason game. They made their debut, most notably quarterback Tua Tungabailoa. So we got to see Tua in this new offense under Mike McDaniel, played a couple series, two series, threw a couple passes, led the offense to a, uh, to a field goal on the second drive. In total, it was a short-lived debut, um, but a debut nonetheless. He finished 6 of 8 for 58 yards. Um, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but like I said, three points on that second drive before he uh, kind of ceded the rest of the playing time to Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. Um, but I want to start, David, with that. Uh, I mean, what did you think of it? Again, it was pretty short. Um, did you leave Tua's uh, debut encouraged, discouraged, or just kind of feeling the same about the offense in 2022? It's it, – with so many players not playing. Yeah. Um, and, it, it is, you know, the Raiders were I – I don't know who they really had on the – They field. left like I, 20 guys in Las Vegas. I mean, yeah, quarter of the team didn't even make the trip. Yeah, they, <laughs> they clearly – they clearly didn't give a good damn. So, um, yeah. So, it's hard to hard to draw any conclusions about that. You know, he didn't throw any interceptions. Didn't turn the ball over. No egregious, um, you know, no, throws. No, nothing, no, nothing no, terrible. No, make, no, 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 no low lights. No low lights. Right, right. Um, you would have liked to, even though you're not dealing with your personnel and probably even your really your whole scheme and you're playing against uh you know the scrubs of a team that you hope that you are definitely better, better than yeah. um you kind of would have liked to see them stick it stick it in the end zone yeah on um, and they they, they had not, they had an opportunity they had a fourth and one well, they had a second and one, and then they couldn't run the ball two straight plays. And then they had the fourth and one, and you know, Lionel Coleman, the left tackle, jumps uh, he jumps a little early, so they have to settle for a field goal. So he did drive them down, but like you said, right. you, you would like to see some more. It, some more and that's and that's another thing why you can't, you know, to blame you know pointing fingers at a quarterback can sometimes be just so overrated. As ever, yeah. you know, small, small Joe Theismann, a, a generation ago, when he was in his announcing days, saying. To me, one time we we're talking. He said the quarterback is the most dependent person on the field. He said, he said I, I, I depend on everybody else. You know, everybody thinks I've got this great control. But he said, but I'm depending on everybody else to do their yeah. job. And if somebody doesn't do their job, then you know, I'm screwed. I look bad, and um, you know, the, the final result looks bad, and everybody looks at me. So, um, yeah, you know that 
that it was it was it, I mean it was about what the best you could expect for for a short debut a, a quick not a short lot of debut and you know nobody he didn't get hurt which is a wor- always a worry with Tua. Yeah, I mean we have, we have, we haven't talked about it a lot in the preseason and, and the and training camp, the, the injury factor, the fact that he has missed some time, but that was that was good as well. I mean, I think that this entire this entire summer for McDaniel has been about, you know, just getting to week one as healthy as possible. They had some some guys coming back from injuries, um, some vets who they're really being very careful about. I mean, they Teron Armstead didn't play. He hasn't played at all. Like you said, um, Jalen Waddle uh, has been held out of the past week with a, a soft tissue type injury, it looks like. Um, Tyreek Hill, I think that was the, the major surprise, though. Tyreek Hill didn't play. I mean, we saw him. I saw him warming up. He looked like he had his pads on and he was ready to play. And then they go out for kind of for the introduction and the team comes back out and he's in some shorts and, and just wearing a jersey. And I'm like, he's not he's not playing in that, is he? Um, so, so that was a little bit of a bummer. Um, but again, yeah, yeah. Mike, yeah. Mike probably said, I don't want to do that. That's what it sounds like. I mean, Mike, Mike was like, Mike McDaniel was like, hey, we, we, we went to the last minute to, on some of these guys. And I just decided to keep them out. So, I mean, I would have liked to see Tyreek and, in there just just to get the just to get the some of the uh the further camaraderie and, and the rapport right. I mean, we've seen it we've seen it in training camp and um these guys will tell you oh you know preseason is just an extension of practice but it, it is a little different when the lights are on and um you know i know even even tuesday mcdaniel was saying that he kind of likes and he thinks that the the practices are better evaluation periods because you can kind of dictate the terms. And I, I kind of, I mean, I agree with him. I'm not going to argue with, 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 a, with a head coach that has as much knowledge as him, but I kind of view it the other way where, you know, I want to see what happens when, you know, you know, stuff just is just thrown at you and you're not expecting. I, I want to see what happens when, you know, you're, you're in, you're in the line of fire and you have no clue what's about to happen and how can you react and respond to that? Um, so it would have been nice to see Tyreek uh, there, but, I, but like you said, I think that for the two series, um, the eight passes that he, that, he, that he threw. Obviously, we're going to get into the O-line and the running game and stuff like that. But if you just kind of silo it and kind of um, just hone in on Tua, right. I, I thought it was solid. And, and, you know, one thing that also kind of kind of stood out to me and it, it kind of got some a lot of buzz on social media was, um, I'm not sure if you saw it, but this video of Tua like five hours before, uh, before the game started. And he's at Hard Rock by himself and he has a play sheet and he's just visualizing and going through the uh, – the plays five hours before you know the game even starts um and that was something that mcdaniel had had, had, had spoken about and he had some really interesting comments you know I, I don't have it verbatim but he essentially said that you know that wasn't what from what he heard that wasn't necessarily to his mo to to he said work outside the framework of you know the, the work hours so you know not to right. necessarily put as much work in before you know they clock in after, after you clock out and, and i know that even you know through last year that was some of the some of the concerns and you know of brian flores and others that maybe two is not putting in as much work as he needs to to be the best quarterback that he can be um and then when i spoke to the quarterbacks coach daryl bevel a couple of days ago he said yeah like i've worked with matthew stafford i've worked with russell wilson i've worked with um a lot of really really great quarterbacks and i've told him you know some of the some of the stories of what they did and what they've done to um to, to really go above and beyond and making sure that they're prepared um, so, I mean, I, I thought that that was very, very notable that, you know, to that that shot of Tua alone in Hard Rock and he's just visualizing the plays. And it's like it's only a preseason game, too. But the fact right. that he did that, I thought that that was, that was kind of important for his growth. Yeah. And, you know, if there's I would think if there's questions about your work ethic um, and, you know, obviously the fact that the quarterbacks coach felt the need, you know, as you talk to him, mentions that and mentions it to him. 
Um, yeah, that, you know, then you have to take that to heart and say, well, maybe there's something to that and let's, and, you know, let's do something about that. And yeah, there's only, I mean, there's only, you know, we know about the, you know, the quarterbacks who come out and, you know, throw the passing tree and everything and, you know, come up for a preseason game and visualize and everything that that's, you know, it's something extra. It's something, yeah, it is something more, something outside, you know, the set boundaries. How much does it help in a preseason game when you're about yeah. to go against, you know, you know, slappy McSlappy, you know, uh, you know, from the, you know, from the Raiders and you yourself are going to be surrounded by a, kind of a, a jambalaya of, you know, guys who are going to be here and guys who are going to be elsewhere yeah. and the guys who are going to be nowhere. And, um, but one thing that popped in my mind uh, as I was working on the, um, working on some of the stuff for our football sections, uh, I wasn't real happy to see Teddy Bridgewater take that safety. I mean, yeah, I, I, was, this was, is exactly his finest moment. It, that that is exactly why you have Teddy Bridgewater on this team. So he doesn't take that safety. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That's that's something you expect Skyler to do. Okay, and the it you're thinking, okay, well, who cares? It's a preseason game. It's Ted, Teddy's a backup to Tua. Yeah, exactly. Teddy's the backup to Tua. And he's one play away from being the starter, and you and, want to see. He, you want to, you don't want to see that. Tr- yeah, track record says he's one play somewhere this season from playing games. Yeah, that's just that's Tua's. That's you know that's what's on the record, yeah. and you know passes off in prologue. Well, we're going to see Teddy Bridgewater at some point this season, and you know I was just like. Yeah, it, really? it, it was not. It definitely was not what you wanted to see from your veteran backup quarterback. I will. I will say, if I can kind of play devil's advocate and defend Teddy there, I will say that McDaniel, first off, he he took um, blame for what he called a horrendous play call because um, you know that was the play that Gasecki initially missed one of his blocks, and then uh, you know the other defender just rushed in, and you know there was there was no hope for taking that play. And I will say to his credit, after that he kind of settled down. I thought he made some really really good throws, and I thought that I mean in my in my opinion he kind of reminded people why he he's quarterback too. I know there's a lot of love for Skylar Thompson right now. Played great again in that second preseason game, but I thought Teddy was very very solid as well, and he showed. I mean he he I mean that's the best way to describe him. He's solid. He's, solid. he's not. He's not a top ten quarterback. He's not. You know, a bottom thirty, a bottom five quarterback. He's not like a like a um, you know one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He, he's a fringe starter. He's a he's a serviceable starter and a backup who can hold the fourth down if, if asked um, asked to do so. And I thought that you know he's, in his limited time after that safety, I, I thought he really did lead the the offense pretty well. Yeah, Teddy's. I mean, I don't know he's he's Chipotle. I mean, you know, I mean, I like Chipotle. I like Chipotle. Uh, yeah, well, you know, no, you know, he's, he's Chipotle, you know, um, you know, he just, he's, he's serviceable. He gets the job. Yeah, exactly. He gets, <laughs> gets, you, gets you through the night or, you know, Pollo Trump Cal or, you know, I don't know, Pizza Hut pizza, you know, that's, that's what, that's what Teddy is. I don't know and, about Pizza Hut. He might, might be a Pizza Hut might be a little, little on the lower tier, but no, but yeah, I mean, get the that's what he is. That's where he is. Ch- you know, Ch- I'm talking about pizza. pizza. I'm, I'm saying what Pizza Hut is. Nah, pizza. Pizza, you got to drop that down. It's not – it doesn't get the job done. 
Oh no! Oh, Pizza Hut definitely gets the Pizza job. Hut doesn't done. get the job. <laughs> yes, I'm, a, I'm a domino. I'm a domino guy. So maybe, so maybe that's. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, yes. You, you, have, you, have no, you have no call. Okay, Domino's, no, no. I mean, Domino's has improved the quality of their pizza. Do, Domino's, I okay. I've stood, thing- stood behind Domino's since I was in middle school. It gets, it's, it, well, Domino's in my mind is, you know, it's up there. But that, that, that's, that's beside the point. No. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. wait. T- t- tonight when these, when these other folks on the, you know, and the rest of the Herald are ordering pizza to celebrate, you know, election night and doing the stuff the sports writers do all the time. Uh, you know, when they, when they order their pizza, you know, if they order it, the Herald's going to, exp- they're going to pay for it. If anybody orders Domino's, they, they, you know, they need to be kept away from the, kept away from the food ordering at the next party. Well, good thing I'm not on the Metro side, because we would have some issues if y'all, y'all order pizza, y'all not trying no, to. No, 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 no. Pizza, I'm getting, I'm getting pizza, I'm getting pizza rustica. I'm not even doing the, you know, Pizza Hut. Yeah. Okay, Pizza Hut is fine. It gets you through the night. It, you get points. You know, that's what <laughs> Teddy is, okay? That's what, te- that's what Teddy is. Um, But, yeah, he's... And, and that's and that's, and that's where he needs to be, and and that's and, and he is, and and for all the love, it, everybody can love Skyler all they want. That's a third. He's a third quarterback in this situation because if he is your second quarterback, you, you know, no, you're going, you're going to get, you're going to get your butt handed to you. Yeah, the, yeah, the, those the, games. There's a lot of there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of love for Skylar right now. Skylar right now and it's wanted. And I do think that they should keep him as as a third quarterback on this roster. Right. But again, I think that at some point once you get into those I mean the preseason is different, man. I mean, once you right. start playing against legitimate defenses, it's like you you want that. I think that's where you see the the experience will definitely show up if, if you ever get to right. that point. Um right. with Teddy versus Skylar. Um one thing I want to touch on before we take a quick break, um, the offensive line. The offensive line, the offensive line. Um, so after three starters, three projected week one starters played a little bit um, in the first preseason game, um, Connor Williams joined uh, the starting lineup. Toronto Armstead, like I said, was left out. So um, so you have four projected week one starters that were playing with Tua. Um, did not look very good. I think the offense had about four yards in those first drive, first couple drives, um, or first two drives with Tua in there. They finished with just about uh, 38 yards. Um, on 17 carries, just not what you'd like to see. Um, two is downplaying it. McDaniel's downplaying it. Coaches and players are downplaying it. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, me personally, I think that this, this is going to be a problem. I mean, I, I've been seeing this in training camp um, for about a month now. And the Dolphins have – I mean, the Dolphins have a good defense. Um, but they did struggle against the run last year at times. They struggled against that particular outside zone run. So when I saw the defense really, you know, really – locked down on it. I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I know Armstead is a great left tackle when he's healthy. Um, but I mean, hey, you already you had four guys in there last last Saturday. You couldn't really move move guys around. Armstead can't block four guys on the offensive line. Um, I, I am starting to get worried about that. I mean, one thing I'll say is I think the, the pass protection has actually been a pleasant surprise. We're not seeing two after like run for his life or um, you know, he he looked like he could actually get through his progressions on Saturday. Um, but the offensive line, um, how much concern do you have for that unit right now? A lot. Uh, well, yeah, but it's concerning. But then again, what did we say? What what did we say two weeks ago? 
I think we said it last week too, that a run game is the last to come together. And it's going to take the longest time to come together. And, you know, new scheme, you know, new combination. It's going to take some time for them to come together and for them to, you know, just coalesce and do whatever. But, yeah, yeah it's you'd like to see more progress in preseason. And real quick, real quick. The, you you talking about they didn't have you know the Raiders didn't have their starting they didn't exactly, have Max yeah. Crosby they didn't have I think it was right Jones. right they, they they didn't have they right, they had the right. B and C team out there for right the right drive. exactly the Dolphins was, running pretty much their starting offensive line right they're they're yeah right they're playing the JV and the Dolphins had their starters and you know they weren't you know they weren't they weren't going anywhere it was you know it was the Palmetto at five o'clock. <laughs> And uh, I've I've been on that several times. I take the Palmetto every time they get up to uh, to training camp. I mean to 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 the facility. I gotta leave. I gotta leave by three because if not, that joint ain't moving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's and and that's pretty much what the Dolphin running game looks like. So yeah, it's it's concerning. It's you know we knew it was going to be slow, but we wanted you want to see more than that by now, and you know. Tua and McDaniel aren't they aren't gonna the new guy coming the new coach coming in is not gonna you know blast the group to the media you know the quarterback who third year quarterback who you know this is his pivotal year and he needs these guys to you know needs these guys to keep his butt off the turf or or out of the hospital he's not gonna you know, take them, you know, verbally whip them in front of the media. So, but, so of course, they're going to say, no, 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 no problem. Remain calm. All is well. No, 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 no. They're, they're getting, they're getting, you know, they're getting stampeded. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a problem, and it kind of makes me wonder: What do you do this third preseason game? I mean, you know, you you want to you you know everybody else wants to keep you know everybody all the star, stars and everything on the sidelines, you know, fanning themselves and you know chilling and playing you know playing video playing euchre on the you know their phones or whatever, but. Can you really afford that? And can you afford to go into real games when you have no track record of success, either in practice or in, you know, these pitch battles? Yeah, um, yeah you need you need you need some feel good somewhere. I mean, how are you gonna feel good going in opening day? Yeah. If you haven't done it on any day, so yeah, I mean that's that's the that's gonna be the question for McDaniel. I mean, we asked him on Tuesday. Um, he said he hasn't. You know, we gotta ride the process out and see how the team does this week. Obviously, they have practices, um, two practices with the Eagles, and that'll probably um you know tell a lot or give him a good indication of like who wants to play and how long. Um, but that is a fair question because again, a lot of the main players on that new offense have not seen the field in preseason yet. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens in the next couple of days. 
Um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back on the side of things, um, we're going to talk about Mike Gusecki, um, yeah, one of the most uh, polarizing players on the, on the team right now. Had a rough outing on Saturday. What do they do with him um, in the defense? You're concerned about the defense after uh, another corner was lost for the season. We're going to talk about all that on the other side of things. So stay locked with us. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins of that podcast with Dave Neal, talking all things Dolphins and David, one thing I wanted to hit on as well from last game was uh, Mike Gusecki, who was a very interesting topic. He's been an interesting topic, you know, really all offseason through the summer with his transition to this new uh, this new scheme, doing some things that he hasn't been asked to do previously. Um, and, you know, we talked about last week him playing, um, what being one of few starters to, to play in the preseason opener. So this week or this past weekend, he plays with the starters. But after the starters are taken out, he plays well into the first half. He plays through the entire first half. And even the first play of the second half, um, I think he played 25 snaps in total compared to two is 12 or 13. Um, it was not really a great day for him. Six targets, three catches, but, you know, some miscommunications on the passes, some missed blocks. Like we said before, um, he had a missed block that led or resulted or, you know, played a factor, I should say, in Teddy Bridgewater's safety. And after the game, you know, uh, you know, McDaniel supported him. Um, Tua supported him. And Gasecki, you know, admitted, you know, I'm pretty much learning a new position. Like, this is a brand new position for me. I'm lining up as a tight end instead of a receiver. Um, I need all the reps. Um, but I I think that this performance or this, you know, this outing this past week can kind of revitalize the questions of, like, where Gasecki really lies on this team. Is he worth keeping on this team? Um and, you know, after the first game, I was it was only nine snaps. But I was I was a bit encouraged about, you know, the potential for them to kind of make it work. You know, this is an offense that asks or requires its tight ends to block. But, you know, I was kind of encouraged. I was like, you know, he's not a great blocker, but he was kind of throwing his body in there. And, you know, he was he was making it work. He was making it work. Um, I know that Gusecki did not look very particularly good this past game. But, you know, I'm at the point where it's like, and, and even in, to kind of echo McDaniel's point from when he first got hired, he said he's in the business of, you know, not at looking at what guys can't do, but what they can do. Um, and, and I'm kind of at the point with it where I'm like, okay, you, I know Gizeki has to block a little bit more than he did last year, but you know, at what point are you just kind of forcing, you know, a round peg into a, to a square hole? Like, like McDaniel's supposed to be the offensive guru. Um, like we got, we got to make it work somehow. Like you, we got to be all into making it work or you got to move on somehow. And I know that they – I mean, I don't know if they've had trade conversations, but there's been a lot of talk about whether they should or should not trade him. 
Um, I, I'm at the point where, like, yeah, Gasecki has to get better, but it's like he he brings so much as a pass catcher that it's like at, at one point do we stop complaining about what he can't do and just figure a way to kind of work around him. I mean, that's what that's what McDaniel said this offense is going to be. He said it's going to be a perfect blend of everything that's tailored to the skill set of our players. And, again, I know Gusecki has to block, but it's like if you know that he's not good at something, why are you kind of forcing him to do that? Obviously, you have core tenets of the offense and whatnot, but why not just put him out there as like a slot wide receiver, a big wide receiver, and let him run his routes and occasionally block? Like I'll put it this way. Tua has certain defined strengths and weaknesses. We'd be looking at the offense crazy, or we'd be looking at the coaches crazy if they, we asked them to to uh, to ask Tua, or if they had Tua do something that he wasn't comfortable with. I mean, we're not, you know, they're not going to run an offense that you'd run for Lamar Jackson with Tua because Tua doesn't have that skill set. So at the same time, if you have a player that's supposedly as valuable, you see as about as valuable as Kaseki is. Why not just shift it and make it work again? I mean, McDaniel said this offense is about tailoring um, the scheme to the skill sets of the players. And I keep on saying that. I know he has to block, but it's like it seems like it's not it's not trending well or it's not at the point where it's like you're going to be able to function with him in this offense in his given role. So I don't know why. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just at the point where it's like you, you got to be one way or another. You either got to make it work with what he does best or just move off, move off from him and, you know, move with your other guys and then try to make it work that way. That's how I personally feel about it. You know, I know we're probably going to be talking about this for the entire year, um, but it's like, like, like we know what the guy can't do and what he can't do. Like, let's just try to get him into a role where he can do what he can do and then go from there. There's uh, – I, I agree with you that, that the, probably the smart move, I think – would be, you know, put him in as a put him in as a slot guy because if you keep him at his current position and knowing what the offense needs and knowing what his strengths are, eventually you're going to get to a point. <coughs> sorry, where where everybody and his mama in the stadium knows what you're going to do by where he is. That's is true. He on, is he That's on the true. field? I- Oh, uh, he's on the field. Okay, a pass guess or, what? Yeah, I've, right. I've heard, I've heard yeah. that. I've heard right. that. And and you know, oh, he's not on the field. Okay, well, guess what? You know, they might be they're they're decent odds on them running the ball. I mean, it, it, you you would think for you know people getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions, to, of right, right, <laughs> <Millions>. <laughs> between all the coaching staffs, right? Yeah. But you know. All these guys, you paid a lot of money, you know, to make know you had this great depth of knowledge about this game, and sometimes it does. Sometimes it really does come down to, oh yeah, we knew what they were doing by who was on the field, and and you know that's not knowledge that's exclusive to, you know, the people with the logos on their on their shirts, mm-hmm. you know, if, you know if uh, you know. Bob in section, you know, 242 knows it. Odds are the other guys do too. So, and um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't think, you know, they're not cutting him loose. Obviously I, I I don't think they are. That would be a, 
wouldn't that be a bit of a cap? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, because it's well, well, oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's all guaranteed. The franchise tag is, is fully guaranteed. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. So they're not cutting them loose, and I don't see unless somebody really comes. Yeah, I don't see a trade. That does not trade happening. So you know, now you gotta you gotta find what he does, and you know, he's a pass catcher. Okay, fine. You know what's the matter with, you know, moving him further out and he's a big wide receiver. I mean, or, or just, or you just limit his reps. I mean, or you just limit his reps and you just say, you're like a, you're like a DH, you're a designated pattern. You're you're a DPC, a designated. (laughs) Like, like, I don't know. Like when, when, when you're, when you're down, when you know that you, when you know you're going to have to throw anyway. Yeah. Like you're in there. Uh, Yeah. But I think, is he really that much, you know, is he tight ends are a matchup problem throughout the league as it is, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's a, you know, maybe he's a matchup problem for, you know, a lot of corners. Yeah. If you, you're going to have, because if you're going to have, if you have other teams with, with bigger, cor- with, you know, big fast corners, you know, which are long corners, those are the guys they're going to want on, you know, Waddle, and Hill, and you know, if you the guys that that then who's left over, small, yeah, or slow you're, guys, you're, yeah, like you can right. you can so game plan now, now you have now you may be able to create a matchup problem, you know, on on the outside with him, and um, you know, I think there's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and then occasionally, you know, yeah, you move him inside, you know, have him play a sp- stand straight tight, tight end sometimes. And, you know, yes, occasionally run with him, run with him in that position, you know, do it to keep everybody honest, to keep everybody ch- change, a, you know, keep everybody from knowing, Hey, you know, this is what they're doing. Yeah, this all, okay. This offense, what Daniel says this offense is about, that's also what good coaching is about. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is a guy, he's on your roster, he's has some value, figure it out. Yeah. That, and that, that's just how I feel about it. Just ma- maximize the value as best as you can, you know. Right. I mean, it's, it's just we know we can't do something well. So like why I know and he has to improve that to an extent. But like let's just stop harping on that and let, let's try to make it work with what he do, does do best. Um I want to do two quick hits before we get out of here. Um so the defense also had a couple series out there. Um, didn't see Xavier Howard, so we saw some young guys in there for the most part. Um, but the Dolphins lost another cornerback for the year, Mackenzie Alexander, who they just signed about a week ago. I mean, he had three practices and a couple, couple snaps. He's out for the year. They placed him on IR. Um, starting to get really concerned about this secondary. Um, X is X when he's in there and healthy. He's good to go. Byron Jones um, is still on the pup list with a lower, from lower leg surgery. Um, they keep on saying they're hopeful for week one. And we talked about this last week. I mean, hopeful is two weeks away, less, less than three weeks away. Uh, I'm starting to get very, very concerned about that secondary depth, the cornerback depth, because if you don't have good cornerbacks, I mean, we saw, we're going to see a lot of what we saw in that first drive where they just picked on somebody a secondary and they just drive down the field. You can have great defensive line, great safeties, great linebackers, whatever. Um, if you don't have corners, you can cover. I mean, in this league today, they're gonna they're gonna pick up pick you apart real quick. Just what what do you think about that right now? It's it's a problem when the guy you signed 
to, you know, the guy you signed to shore up this position and the guy who, as we said last week, you know, we said, we said, yeah, they're, they can tell us what they want about Byron Jones, but Sonny McKenzie Alexander says yeah, what they guy. really think about Byron Jones. And then that guy goes down and gets injured for, for the season. Ooh. Yes, yes. Yeah. You might, you might need to take some chickens over into little Havana <laughs> and uh, get some cleansing done on the <laughs> The position, maybe. It was bad, man. They were dropping like flies last game. I mean, Needham yeah. went out for a little bit. Uh, I think uh, somebody else, Kadir Kohu or somebody. Oh, no, Keon Crossing went out for a little bit. Now he's day-to-day. It was – yeah, they were just dropping right. like flies. They were about and, to put me out there, man. It, yeah, and and in a in a league where you can't – you can never you – know, you can't have too many – can't have too many corner good corners these days. Yeah. Um, and the Dolphins really don't have enough right now. And they don't have enough to, you know, they don't have enough to live in a division with Buffalo and with an emerging New England. Um, and they can probably the Jets, but, you know. <laughs> maybe this year, maybe this year. Maybe, they, maybe, they can get, they can get probably the Jets, you know. <laughs> that, you know, what's his name is, yeah, okay, whatever. Until They're, they're the Jets until they're not, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the overall AFC, this is it's a, it's a, it's a tough conference, and yeah. there's a lot of and they will find a weak point, and they will and they will punch you in that weak point, or pass you in that weak point to more to the point until mm-hmm. you know you submit. Uh, it is it's very worrisome because if you don't if you don't have that back end, then you've really got to devote. You've got to make sure to get to the quarterback. Yeah, you've you've got to devote everything to getting to the quarterback, which that is the most important part of your pass defense anyway. But more so, to the yeah, then, then, yeah, then it becomes just like the end all be all. You have to do it, and then when yeah. you have to do it, that just exposes you in so many ways um, to just every to you know other things that you know draws screens, quick hits, what what whatever, you know it it just. Um, and it becomes way too big risk to gamble. And these days, yeah, the quarterbacks are too good. The wide receivers are too good. They've, you know, they've been seeing a lot of this stuff since they've been seeing a lot of things for a long time mm-hmm. now. So they don't get as rattled. So, um, and you can't hit them as much. <laughs> so, so they don't get as rattled. So, yeah, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah, it's going to be. Problem. It's gonna be interesting to see if they add another veteran guy because they're they just really they're just really strapped for for guys right now. I mean, even the joint practices with the Eagles. I mean, they got some receivers out there, and Devontae Smith and you know AJ uh, Brown. I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting next next two days for the Dolphins. Um, last quick hit. I know you alluded to it before, um, but Waddle, Teron Armstead, Tyreek, none of those guys are playing the preseason yet. Do you, do you want to see them at all, even for a little bit in the third preseason game or? Uh, what are you doing? Me personally, I think I'm just sitting them out and you just kind of trust what you've done in training camp and the joint practices and um, you just decide on the air of caution right now. I, I, that's me personally, but real quick, what do you think? I, I I'd like to see them, but the way things are trending <laughs> uh, as far as injuries and uh, you know, everything else, it's just uh, yeah, you know, you yeah, want to see him, but then it's okay. Look, let's just let him work through it. What the hell? 
Um, and 17 games, maybe, you know, if it takes them to game three to really get their vibes going, okay, fine. You know, take that over. Maybe your, de- maybe your defense, you know, gets you through. And, you know, your defense, your strength, maybe they get you through, you know, yeah. long enough for the offense to, you know, really come together. And, you know, the offense can give you just enough. And uh, yeah. you, you can you can eat you can eat happily. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Just just err on the side of caution. And McDaniel alluded to that. I think that I'd be surprised if we saw any of those guys. Um, so might might have to wait till week one to to really see this offense in 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 its completeness. Um, but hey, you rather have the guys. You know, they say the best availability. The best ability is availability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the best take, ability is available. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you'll take that. Um, but that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins of Debt podcast. Um, we'll be back next week to recap the last preseason game, roster cutdowns, all that good stuff. Like I said, subscribe, share, like, comment, all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.